Hey guys, I just wanted to shout out this season sponsor, Service Hero. Service Hero is an application and website based here in Kuwait, and what it allows people to do is to rate the businesses and services in Kuwait and in Dubai uh, for whatever reason. So you can show some love, show some uh, areas of improvement. In this way, kind of a win-win for both sides. The businesses can improve, and also the customer can kind of voice their opinion. This also extends to hospitals theme. So if you've gone to a private hospital, private clinic, and you want to show your love, be sure to rate them and take another step further. The coffee you're drinking right now with this episode, take a photo of it, rate it on Service Hero, and let us know what you think. That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the Doctor's Brew, everyone. My name's Lucrezia Brunetti. Sorry, Dr. Lucrezia Brunetti. It's a new title. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> and here with us today, the founder you all know and love, Dr. Aziz Al-Khayat. How are you doing? I am very good. I'm super happy uh, to be chatting with you today. I haven't seen you in ages. Uh, me and Lucrezia went to uh, med school together. So, yeah, University of know. Manchester. We yeah, met we in second year, I think it was. We were in the same teaching group. And um, yes, quite ironically, yes. your coffee machine is now my coffee machine. So I made my coffee for today's episode with it. Do you remember no before way. you went back to Quake, you gave it to me. So it's like full circle. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. But yeah, uh, yeah. But how's life been? Yeah. Life has been, life's been interesting, you know. It's been up, down, left, right, and uh, mm -hmm. everywhere, um, you know, especially with the podcast, getting to, now, you know, you just graduated, so, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, the kind of adjustment period that you, going from med student to doctor, it takes a minute, it takes a minute. It yeah, adjustment or survival. I've not decided yet, but um, <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm still getting that little rush of adrenaline. Like, Ooh, I just, I just signed a controlled medication. I'm like, Ooh, that, that's my name. Like, it's still very unreal. Is a good way to. Put I'll tell it for you me one right thing. Now. You guys don't have that we have. Um, we still stamp. We have a doctor stamp, and we have to sign. Oh wow! I really, I wouldn't mind one. Man, I mean, I eventually it does get a bit it. annoying because you have to carry it everywhere. But the satisfaction of just oh, oh. I remember when mm -hmm. I was when I first started, I was like, "Please let me sign, please let me sign." <laughs> That's me now. So everyone, my seniors were like, "Wow, you have so much zeal, Lucrezia. She's so she loves working." And I'm like, "I think I'm just. It's only been two weeks, so everything's exciting. Like, yeah, you want me to go take a blood? You want me to review this? I'll do. I'll do an ECG. I'll do whatever I can do. Like, just." The idea of getting able to look after someone right now, it's its its what I've been working towards for seven years. So Give her a month. <laughs> give her a month. Yeah, probably. Everyone's saying that. Everyone's saying, just wait. Yeah. And I'm like, don't want to be lazy it's just fine. yet. Yeah. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. I think too soon. Yeah. But you've done a lot. The Doctor's Brew, your, your baby, one could say. You kept busy uh, during this time. Yes. Wait, sorry, Lou, can we pause there? Sorry, I don't mean to be coaching you with this, uh, yeah. but I, I, uh, a few things. So we have to introduce the episode. So can we do this bit again? Okay, yeah. So let's do intro, like talk yeah. us in, and then uh, start us off with, you know, kind of like, okay, so talk us in. That's Sound of Coffee Pouring. I'm, I'm your host, mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And then today uh, today with us is Dr. Aziz Khayat. Comment on how the roles are reversed today. I'm hosting mm -hmm. Aziz's uh, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, maybe talk about yourself for a little bit and then talk about what's the, what's the episode in, like, what are we doing today? Mm -hmm. Why did we reverse? What's the topic today? Mm -hmm. um, and then do the you... banter we just had was really good. Okay. Do you want to keep, should we do, just delete the whole recording already and just start from scratch? So Yusuf doesn't have all that to listen through. Yeah. Just clapping again. Oh, okay. I was just more like, cause yeah. he might listen to all that time. Do you want to just, do you know? No, what no, I mean? it's like, fine. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Clap it and from sometimes the, it's from good the... to keep the bloopers because they okay, just sometimes come out funny and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Okay. So do you want me to start from the uh, top? Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, let me just think. So yeah, introduce the topic that, and then, Ooh, um, maybe signal to me who's our coffee because every month we have a coffee, uh, partner, like mm -hmm. who's our coffee partner. And so, so I could just comment on who's the partner for this. Episode. Okay. So when do I, sorry, I don't know the coffee partner. So how do I, do you just want me to ask, just send like, it over to we... me? It, just tell me. And uh, Aziz, do you want to remind our viewers who's our uh, coffee partner? Coffee for this partner episode? for I, this episode. I'll... So after we've introduced the episode, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, because awesome. the whole the whole format is supposed to be like we comment on oh, so what is the coffee you're drinking? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. No, I I know that part. It's more just like there there was like a section that said intro, and I wasn't sure if intro was just chit chat warm up, and then after intro you do the whole. So today's episode is, or if you want okay, to at the start, it's want to at the, the start. Yeah, at the start. Because yeah, that's good. it's only because people tend to die off after minute okay. four. So you have essentially hey. four minutes at the start of the episode to have them grabbed in and listening that's to That's perfect. That's yeah. fine. Sorry, I, I don't just need to be coaching. It just, I'm giving, no, just giving you my experience with this. I need, I, A, I need the coach and B, it's my first episode. So please, patience. We might be here for four hours, okay? I'm, really... I'm happy. I'm happy. Okay. Okay, good. Give me one sec. Let me drink too. No, you're good. I'm having water, but I'm going to lie and say it's coffee. Just, no. Okay. Okay. Yusuf, you ready? Don't, don't ever put that anywhere. <laughs> uh, lose all the sponsorships from the partners, man. That's what you're gonna do. Like that. Anyway. Like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello, everyone. That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the Doctor's Brew. My name is Dr. Lucrezia Brunetti, and I'll be your host today. As you can see, your usual host and founder, Dr. Aziz Al Khayat, is sitting here. How are you doing today, Aziz? I'm doing very good. Uh, excited yeah. to be interviewed, not uh, doing the interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite excited. I'm getting all the tips from the master for something exciting mm. that may be brewing down the line. Don't know if I can say much more just yet. Would you like to in- uh, introduce today's episode, Aziz, or am I allowed to have the honor of this? Uh, I would. I want to give you all the honor because you're the guest. Uh, you're the, see, look, see how used to I am that I'm saying that you're the guest. You're hey, the host. Okay. You're I'll, the host. I'll, t- I'll take being a guest. Welcome, you, but it's fine. I am the host. So today yeah, we are talking <laughs> about season three, which has just been wrapped up. And how have you felt about the season? If you have to sum it up in one word. Growth. Growth. Yeah. E- everything with this season has been... It's been amazing because I'm comparing it to wh- what this was in a matter of a few months. I, I remember being in this chair using faulty equipment. Um, there that was must no have been sticker, fun. No, oh, it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you've grown this baby from the ground up. And am I right in thinking yeah. you also have coffee partners now? Yeah, yes, yes. So that's that's another, uh, you know, big thing is that we're, we're working with um, uh, a lot of different brands we've been you know cycling through and working with a lot of great people this month mm-hmm. uh for those of you who have been tuning in for season three you may have noticed that this month's um uh coffee partner is the hub so the hub is located at amiri hospital uh lucrezia just for context guys she's in the uk so yeah she, i'm in the uk she's not gonna so, get you at this point <laughs> unfortunately unless unless the hub wants to ship me some you know i'm more than hey. welcome might be a bit difficult though let uh, listen the hub you can make it happen just i'm a tired overworked doctor you know just straight to my hospital in preston manchester please send it one my cappuccino way. you know just one <laughs> i like i like quite big cups of coffee though so you might need to send two cappuccinos <laughs> fine two it's fine hook it up <laughs> fedex it uh, but basically just to let you know um the unlike the uk the coffee culture here is strong mm-hmm. uh, sorry uk Actually, you know what? No, I, parts of the UK, there's strong coffee culture. I take that. Hey, I'm, I'm Italian, so I'm just I'm just going to listen to this explanation. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Aziz. <laughs> uh, you have, in, uh, so the, the hospital I'm based at, Amiri Hospital, has uh, a cafe, like a cafe literally like in front of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that cafe is the hub. That's where we did our event this month, which was great. I'm sure you've seen the videos. I, and the yeah, photos. I want to ask you about that in a bit, actually. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was there, and um, you know, so naturally we did our event with them, and mm-hmm. we told them, "Hey, since we're doing an event, let's let's partner up this month." And they've been giving us really good coffee for each of the episodes. Uh, they've been super great, and I can't tell you how clutch they are in the Amiri Hospital. It's amazing. You know, just right there. Sometimes I need a quick coffee break. I go over to mm-hmm. them if I want to go there and study. They're always so convenient. So thank you to the hub. Thank you for the coffee. amazing. Mm. And what coffee are you drinking today then? Uh, today I'm actually having an Americano. Oh, Americano. Uh, I don't usually have black coffee. I usually uh, put a little bit of like milk or something with it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You just needed the energy. Really... You just needed the strength of the coffee. I needed the caffeine. And uh, again, I've been missing my ceramic mug. So I poured the coffee into uh, my, my, my ceramic mug over here. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, so yeah, I'm happy to dive in. <laughs> yeah, great. So kind of beginnings growth, that's great for the topic today, which is what well, was starting your medical career. That's what the season was about. And how, how did you find this season? What, what inspired you to make this the topic? Um, well, you know, what we... So the topic of this season was go how to go, like how to start off your medical career, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I use the word growth to describe this season overall is because a lot of going into medicine and starting off your career has to do with growth, in my opinion. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, that was evidently cr- clear to me after discussing and speaking with a few of our guests, um, the things that they said. And from my own experience, um, you know, Lucrezia, for those of you listening, Lucrezia was with me in med school. Um, she's in the UK right now, and she's mm-hmm. now just entered her clinical practice. How, how long have you been working? Three weeks. This is Three the weeks. end of my third week. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a baby in the hospital, back at the bottom yeah, of the so- food chain. <laughs> But but don't you, these three weeks alone, the growth you feel compared to a month ago? Yeah. A month ago, I, I'll be honest, I was terrified. I knew, yeah. I, I knew I'd worked really hard, you know. I always had the idea of patients first, keeping them safe. That's kind of what motivates mm-hmm. me through med school to attend lectures, mm-hmm. learn the content, etc. But I didn't really know what to expect. And being a doctor now, it's, it's been amazing. I love it. Like the... The power you have, like, oh, you're helping someone, you're picking up diagnoses, you're looking at the bloods and all of this. But it's a bit weird not having the training wheels. Like, I'm so used to, as a med student, you'll look at something, you'll then go to the senior, discuss the case, you know, all of these things. And now it's just like, oh, can I do And it's like, yeah, you're the doctor. Like, just yeah. prescribe it. If you think it's needed, prescribe it. And I'm just there like, okay, then, in the matter of Are a few sure? months. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. in the matter of a few months, I now suddenly have this power. But obviously, when yeah. it's serious, you go to your seniors, of course. But yeah, just, of course, I get a kick from prescribing paracetamol. Like, the smallest drug. Yeah, I'm just there, like, super yeah. safe. <laughs> yeah, super safe. I'm just there, like, yeah, you want paracetamol? Yeah. Let me just quickly write the prescription. It's exciting. But I'm sure yeah. you felt that as well, right? Uh, extreme. Like, it was, it was, um, it was a lot because one thing for me that was a shock was I, I, I switched, um, you know, healthcare uh, systems. So mm-hmm. when I, you know, moving from the UK, coming to Kuwait, I went from NHS to Wazarat Saha, Ministry of Health. Yeah, so it's it was definitely a change. Um, and there was a lot of growth involved with it. And mm-hmm. that's why I think this season was, you know, really inspired the timing and everything because we, we at the Doctors Brew as a team, what we've been trying to do is we are really trying to hear what are the needs of people around us, like the medical students, mm-hmm. the young doctors, mm-hmm. even some of the more senior doctors. We want to hear what is what, what do they need. And what we felt, the vibe we were getting, was that people are really intimidated with starting. And it seemed like, given that we are, you know, the time of the year, you know, uh, August, September-ish, mm-hmm. it's... It's a time where people are starting medical school or starting their their jobs, you know, mm-hmm. um, like in pra- clinical practice. So that's why we really wanted to center this whole month on how to start off your medical career, the ups, the downs, and some of the things that, you know, we don't usually talk about. So that's why we covered topics like, you know, about grades, uh, where do grades matter, where do grades mm-hmm. not matter. That's why we wanted to cover issues of um, uh, social obligations. So... That was a big thing for me. I mentioned in the episode um, uh, where we talked about, you know, how to maintain personal responsibilities along mm-hmm. with hospital responsibilities. Um, I discussed, yeah, well, we discussed um, kind of the shift in now, okay, now I'm working, great, but also suddenly I'm an adult. So I'm starting mm-hmm. to think about things like, you know, getting married, having kids, mm-hmm. buying a car. All real these life. adulty things, real mm-hmm. life, real life, and those mm-hmm. things are important too. That's the problem: is that we get. I, I will warn you this: you get lost in medicine. I know. To be, to, you think about the portfolio a lot. So I've only been working three weeks, and I've thrown myself into quality improvement projects, and yeah. all of these other things that a would be beneficial to patients, but b 
you're, you're conscious of it's it's a competition still I thought I left that mm. behind in medical school and then now I've started realizing personally like this is in a way where the competition starts and I'm not an expert on the Kuwaiti system I'll be honest but in the UK mm. there's huge bottlenecks so even if you want to be a holistic medicine medic and you don't want to believe competition exists it's 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 there it kind of has to be now because there's just not job availability well it's actually interesting you brought that up um because i did a radio interview um with mm-hmm. 99.7 here in kuwait and i talked about this issue of competitiveness and then i when me and uh, dr uh, dr faris uh we that was episode one of season three mm-hmm. of our medical mm-hmm. education uh in our interview prep for the episode uh like i we talked on the phone for a little bit chatted one thing that he did comment he was like i really liked how you don't subscribe to the competition side of mm-hmm. medicine that there's enough for mm-hmm. us all to go around with and whatnot mm-hmm. um and I, i you know the thing with medicine and medical education as well is that there is competition inherent to it but you know Even uh, like him, he's very involved in, uh, we talked about in the episode, but he's very involved with uh, medicine, like medical education, Mm -hmm. but the tides of medicine are changing. I think the competition aspect of it will always be there. There'll be some, Mm -hmm. but I think it's getting better. And I I agree with you a hundred percent. I think it also depends personality. No, personalities, competitions. Mm. There are certain medics that will always be competitive. What I like is, um, you know, I found a group of people that will help each other. Like if you need a project, you know, if you want to come help me with my data collection, if you want to do this, mm. that and the other, we'll try and spread the love in a way to make sure mm. everyone can have a portfolio CV that's up to scratch. But I think the competitiveness for me is I, I was not competitive in medical school. You know, if someone needed notes, you know, we can help each other out exam season, all of this, mm. but, um, there's a whole system with a portfolio in play. And, and from day one, our first introductory lectures, they were like, mm. right, so you guys need to get ready. And they went through all <laughs> these portfolio things. And it was just, yeah, I was yeah. sitting there and I was just like, literally like my hair went up, you know, like it was just, <laughs> and I was just like, I just got my GMC number and here <laughs> we go again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it is scary because, you want to progress in a specialty you like as well. And I think that's a big thing that drives the competitive and competitiveness in medicine. Well, the thing is though, um, what I noticed again, like if, if you really get hardcore about the competitiveness and not even just a competitive competitiveness, as much as the rat race of medical mm. education. And we, again, we comment on this in episode one, mm-hmm. if you get too into it, And you get too, you know, like I'm just running, 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 running. Eventually, I do think you're going to hit burnout, which we mm-hmm. talked about in uh, the burnout episode that I did. Uh, uh, what's it called? I forgot which episode number it was. But in the burnout episode, and it's something that I've been experiencing, you know, like I've been really caught up with studying for my exams because, mm-hmm. you know, the UK Kuwait, we kind of have the foundation year system, different mm-hmm. terminology, but it's similar where, mm-hmm. you know, you're not exactly in the residency program or tra- a specialty program mm-hmm. and you're going to apply. And I've been studying for my USMLEs, trying to get through. And I've, I started waking up anxious. Like yeah. today I woke up anxious and that that's not okay. You know, I, no. I mean, like, I feel like if you really hold on to the competitiveness of medicine and you really sink into it, Eventually, I think it's gonna, it's gonna bite you. It's not gonna, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, I, I took some time out of medical school personally because I got very burnt out. So I know exactly what you mean. Like I felt that and I, I agree with you. I think you just have to put things in place to, to try and wake yourself up when you're getting close to that point. Like, mm-hmm. did you, because you were studying for the USMLE, you know, the step and all of that and I've heard, I personally not, you know, because I'm in the UK right now. I'm still figuring yeah. out where I want to go. But I've heard yeah. the exam is brutal. So how did you keep barriers in place to stop yourself going full anxiety um, mode? Or was it too far gone? Was the exam just too much? I, I, I want to lie right now. I really want to lie. I really want to say, you know what? 
You just gotta, you went just to the gotta gym. believe. Red I went to the gym every day. I woke up at 3 a.m. And uh, I, I took all the <laughs> mindfulness. I was so mindful. Every moment I was breathing. Yeah. I did the exercise. <laughs> oh, I want to tell you that. The, yeah. the truth is uh, it was horrible. And I learned through kind of really like error. You know, they say trial and error. I learned through error. Um, and that's, that's why I felt it so important to do that episode on burnout. Mm-hmm. It was because... I, I learned that, okay, number one, you need to be comfortable with the fact that there, your your mental health is about to go through a bit of a dip. Maybe not. Mm, the word isn't that your mental health is going to go through a dip. You should never expect your mental health to go through mm-hmm. a dip. But you should expect that, you know, I'm going through a tough time. I'm about to go into a tough time. What I like is um, your resilience will be tested. Yes. To try and make Ooh. it positive. Ooh. I try and make it positive like whenever... Whenever, yeah, sure. Whenever <laughs> life, it it's good and bad because sometimes if you make it positive, you can forgive the toxicity you're about to put your body through for this, <laughs> for this, for this thing, you know. So, but for finals, it was fight or flight mode. So I just kept yeah. saying, my resilience is being tested. I am stronger than this right now. It is fine. I will sacrifice this for the time being and come back to it. But I'm trying to but, achieve okay. the state the state of Zen where I don't have to sacrifice. But unfortunately, like, it's a learning game. Like, I'm way better. I made sure I got mm. the right amount of sleep during finals, all of that. I never used to do that. I used yeah. to live in a library like a hermit. So I am improving. But it's, yeah. it's it's the conscious reflection of what can I do to try and look after myself, right? Uh, well, uh, uh, let me play devil's advocate because I saw, not a very official source, but I saw a meme the other day where it was like... Um, I think it was like when you're going through a tough time, option A, uh, seek help, eat better, oh, go to no. a therapist. Option B, gaslight yourself into saying that tough times make tough people <laughs> and that life is testing you and that you're going to come out stronger and just gaslight yourself every day. <laughs> fine, fine. Maybe maybe I'm the tough gaslighter to myself. Maybe. Ooh. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's a difficult one. <laughs> I think yeah. the career we chose made it like the, the step the USMLE everyone knows it's it, it's unfortunately done in a way that is brutal. And I don't I'll, know. I'll tell you the best thing with the, the thing that step studying taught me um, was you need to set things up around you to facilitate mm-hmm. it. So yeah. let me tell you my issue right now. Um, I'm studying now for step one. So I did the reverse step two and then step one. Um, I'm studying for step one right now and I'm struggling. And the reason Mm -hmm. why is because I have less time in my day. So like, for example, I did a lot of the bulk of my step two studying during uh, Ramadan here in Kuwait. And so Mm -hmm. that was a really good time because things were quite regimented every day. There would be a meal at the same time of day, every day, you know, um, Mm -hmm. work hours shifted in the country, all that. So it was very easy to be regimented and have, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of that focus. Sorry, do they shift for doctors as yeah. well? Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. That's amazing. They shift. I'm going to tell you the exact numbers. Not, I think it's 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. For, but yeah. not every... Because obviously you have the on-call doctors or... On-calls are on-calls. That's not... Yeah, you know, fine. That's that not doesn't change. Changed. Okay. That doesn't okay. change. Um, but you... But no, there are uh, reduced hours. Um, I'd oh, say one nice. of the... So, yeah. It cushioned your studying in a way. Oh, it, it, it facilitated, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and so it's, it's you, you really need to set things up outside you as well. You need to have a support system. You need mm-hmm. to have people that are going to accept that, you know, I'm going through a hard time. I need to tell them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you need to be honest and tell them, listen, if you can't handle me at this point, it's fine, you know, because I wasn't sufferable. I was, I was, I was extreme. No, 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 no. I was insufferable. I'm t- no, it was so bad. Lou, I'm going to tell you stories off camera. Okay? okay. It was really wait. bad. It was well, so bad. Because, don't worry, um, everyone, I'll keep recording for the blooper reel. We'll get the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously. like it, it was because, you know, especially with the step exams, um, the, for step two, for those of you who are studying for it, you'll notice that the practice tests are 
they're reflective, but equally not reflective. So you'd have to do a bunch of practice tests, each take like five hours each. Mm -hmm. And then you'd go on Reddit and you'd search for the statistics on how these practice tests correlates with actual scores. Then you put a bunch of them. Then you put your multiple choice question back scores and then that'll correlate and give you a broad, you know, like a, a gauge of where you are. And then one exam you'll do really well and the other you'll do really bad. And it's it's insane. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. So like it wasn't one this of those things horrible. where... No, it was so bad. It was not like... It sounds like one of those where... horrible nightmare fever dreams. I'm so sorry, Aziz. It was. It was a fever dream. That's what it was. But, but, um, I think another thing that I learned was you need to have an element of giving up and there needs to be mm. an element of this is not my life. You need, it's very difficult because medicine, you get very sucked in, you know, mm. um, and then again, like we, we talked about with the balancing life episode, you get sucked in and you sometimes feel like, oh, I can't tend to my personal responsibilities, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, after that episode when we shot, um, uh, what's it called? We, what we were talking about with our guest, our guest was discussing how she, ha she, she got married, she had a kid, and she found time for that in mm -hmm. medicine. So, of course, I'm not, uh, you know, I've seen plenty of doctors, you know, do that. But when I hear, when I actually heard her say why and how she felt she could do it, mm. it made me realize that it was possible. The way that it was, she just said, if you want to do something, you'll find the time for it. You just yeah. kind of have to jump in. And I felt the same way with this podcast, actually. I know this podcast isn't a child <laughs> you know, I mean it, it was your baby though it's allowed to be your baby it's okay and <laughs> if I can say yeah. I'm ha we spoke about in medical school when we knew each other back back in the day how yeah. you wanted to start something like this so I'm really glad you actually did thank like, you thank you I really that's appreciate growth it. guys that's growth, <laughs> the whole that's growth. Theme. Yeah. like you got to and it, I remember right? being scared I was like would I have time would I have this but then some things you just kind of have to say you know what I'm going to sacrifice from my medicine life a little bit because I need this. I need this for me, for my own growth. I'm not saying ignore, you, you know, be unsafe to your patients. But you know what? Listen, if you, for example, let's say someone got married, right? And this is the time that they're ready to have kids emotionally, financially. Uh, they want, they, the couple wants to have kids and they're mm. both practicing medicine. It's intense mm. and whatever, but they really want to. You know what? Like mm. medicine is great. But that's also important, you know, like you went to medical school to become a doctor, but you were put on earth to become a human. So oh, I like, thank I you. like that thank one. You. But then no, would you, should you call it a sacrifice then? Is it sacrificing if you're letting go of something in medicine? Do you know what I mean? Is it, if it's for something that makes you happy or your life that you're living, should we really be calling it sacrifice? I don't think we should. I think, in fact... I think that's the core problem, you know? We see it as... Sac but yeah. why do they have this chokehold on us almost? Like, why is it a sacrifice? It's it's because, you know, we posted a meme and it was so true. Love and the memes. As a medical student, you're, you're just like... It's either stressed out about studying as you're studying because you mm. don't understand anything mm. or feeling guilty about stu not studying while you're resting. And that's yeah. exactly what it is. You know, I booked my vacation. And then you vacation. don't rest. You don't rest. I booked my vacation. Um, the only, it's an Arabic word that's coming to my head right now, Belkasov. Like, I heart, I did not want to go on vacation. And that's how I realized oh, so like I had by, a problem. By force almost, like Belkasov, by like force or Like strong held hey. into it. So you know, I think of it as Arabi. There we go. <laughs> Lou lived in uh, Qatar, right? Uh, yeah. you, you, Saudi Arabia, uh, Qatar, and Abu Dhabi. So there we go. There we go. So, yeah. Never Kuwait. One most, day, maybe, you know, you never know. Maybe you're the most Arab uh, Italian I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear it. I'll claim that trophy. Yeah. Wait, uh, but are you happy you booked that holiday now, though? No. I'm nervous. Have you forgotten how to relax? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And also not to mention, I'm using work as a coping mechanism and I'm very well aware of it. It's not good. And this is why sometimes you need to have a good support system in place for people to look at you and say, hey, what you're doing is maybe wrong, right, or whatever it is. And people around me are saying, listen, Aziz, you're getting burnt out. You're looking more tired and sick. 
time to rest. And mm. sometimes you got to fight your feelings a little bit and do something that it feels uncomfortable. Okay, it's it's um I'm trying to remember uh like uh Have you seen SpongeBob? Did you just watch SpongeBob? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I've seen SpongeBob. Do you remember the episode where Squidward and sorry for anyone who's watching or listening who's not a SpongeBob fan, I apologize, but I'm a huge SpongeBob fan. I can start fan. singing. I can start singing the theme song if we really want to annoy them, but you know, <laughs> I'm afraid I can't, I can't sing. <laughs> um, do you remember the episode where Squidward was in charge of the Krusty Krab and then Oh yeah. Uh, And then SpongeBob, he left SpongeBob in charge, and then he kept freaking out, going back, and he's like, "I'm going to relax." And then he sits down, yeah. and he's kind of like, you know, shaking. That's how I feel. Yeah. So, I, I think then you could sum up a bit this season, like starting your medical career with that first episode. It's almost like making sure that you don't finish your career too early, just simply due to burning out and not being able oh, to handle it. I love it. that. I love that. Absolutely. Because like, the thing is, we have time. Like I think we forget. I don't no, think we have I know. Time. No, I. But we have to make it. As a as a person with a biological clock, if we want to break it down to that, I ended mm. up freaking out at one point. You know, worrying about timing. If I want to have kids, when do I do it? How do I kind right. of in with the career? Because I I'm also ambitious, yeah. and I think that gave me baseline anxiety waking up because I felt like I had to rush through it when I had to like stop uni for a bit just to like collect myself. I couldn't even let go for like the first few months because I was so like, I'm now another year, like I'm a year away from starting the career ladder. That's And so I think you kind, of, I think you kind of have to just, yes, we, life is limited. You have to live your life to the fullest. I stand by that. You never know what will happen in life. You, you know, and it's true. We have no insight to that, but you still need to make sure you just take your time and remember it's a marathon at the end of the day. It's not a sprint. You will, uh, I believe you will get where you're meant to be. 100%. And a bit of a callback to season one. We did an episode with uh, Dr. Mohamed Al-Banna uh, called Where Will Medicine Take You? And what was insightful and something that sticks with me to this day, even like well after recording this, I will not forget this is like, you can do so much with a medical degree. Like, okay, great. You don't want to practice? Don't practice. Mm. Mm. No problem. You can mm. do whatever you want. You want to go into law in some way? Go into law. You want to go start mm. a business? Go get an MBA. Medicine is not... Medicine is a bit of a cult, you know? And it really is. You know, you're in this zone. Nobody understands what, <laughs> what you, you're on. You're just in this, this world of your own that nobody gets. Mm. And when you kind of just say, no, it's, it's a degree. I went and I studied in university and I got this degree and now I can do other stuff with it. I can do whatever I want with it. The mm. cool thing about medicine, and this is when you'll appreciate, <clears throat> there we go. So my voice dropping there, <laughs> medicine, medicine failing me, my body failing me there. Anyway, you'll go to appreciate medicine when you realize that, you know what, this is just, this is a degree like any other. But the cool thing is I have the option of saving lives with it and helping people with it. Yeah. So that's where I think that, you know, that, that if you have that frame shift, again, guys, nobody look at this and say, oh, he's got it all figured out. Zero percent. I'm telling you what I know to be correct and what I've learned from mm. interviewing all these doctors, from working, from, you know, interacting with all these people. But I'm struggling to still put that into my life. But, you know, a lot of times, sometimes you just got to stick to, you learn about what's true, you learn about you know, what is right. And then sometimes your your feelings will take some time to uh, level out to that. And your behavior will take some time to level out to that. Like, okay, we all know that, you know, watching TV at night, like, you know, scrolling on your phone. Yeah, doom scrolling. When the room is dark. Yeah, we know that's bad for you, right? Mm -hmm. You know it, but you still do it. So it'll take some time to adjust. Similar thing. You know, a lot of these things with medicine and how we practice, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. But our feelings and our practices and our beliefs in medicine and the way that we behave is different. What's been really nice, actually, um, if we're talking about positive change in the field, is in the UK, we have the option to do less than full time in foundation years. And oh, it used no to be something. Yeah. So you can you can say, like, I only want to work a 60 percent rota 
and your pay will you pay, pay for what you do so you'll get you know only 60 percent of the full salary obviously mm-hmm. but um it used to be a bit like not a lot of people did it it was a bit like mm, like okay they can't handle the job you know that kind of mindset but now actually yeah. like in the introduction lectures they're saying like if you feel like you need less than full time or you want it, you know, as as a, just a choice, you don't want to work that much. Let us know and we can make it work, and that is really yeah. nice. That's I think amazing. that's a great positive shift that we have now. It's it's starting to pick apart the that. toxic work culture. Yeah, a toxic work culture will be the undoing of medicine. It will be it the really thing will. that it will destroy medicine, uh, and it will destroy people. Because if you think about it, like why would anyone want to go into working toxically for their whole life for what Mm. what is it you're risking your life your health we were talking about this like me and my friends the other day we were saying like our sleep schedule because by the way the way you guys do on calls is very different to us so for us once a week you're on call yeah i've heard of hell is with me so i've heard about it so (laughs) yeah yeah fun Uh, for you guys but you get like rooms mm -hmm. right to rest in that's quite nice we don't get those that yes that is yes that is true yeah oh, so you have a room that's nice <laughs> fun story i'm not gonna mention who this is. this is sorry this is just a fun story okay and uh, i hope whoever that this story is about is listening but anyways the other day i was on call and um i opened uh, kind of the lounge so like uh, the doctor's lounge mm-hmm. okay uh because it has a really nice couch you know, and it has some blankets and i was gonna crash there for a bit right this was 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I opened the door and um, I saw a human-sized bag zipped up. And I didn't see a human being, but I felt that there was a human being in there. And so I was like, I'm going to leave now. So I closed the door and I went to the other lounge to crash there. And I bumped into another doctor on call. And I was telling them like, oh, you know, there's like a human bag in there. And they were like, oh, don't worry. That's just so. And so uh, they put themselves inside the bag and zipped it up. That's terrifying. It was the, did it look, the did it look funniest. Like a human? Uh, no, really? I think it, that's a sleeping bag. They were just super tucked in. So the next oh. day, <laughs> I, okay, I went to them. You know what? Why not? They wanted the nice couch. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. They were just tucked into their little like sleeping bag and just zipped up and everything. They just created their own little world. And I went to them and I said, "That's that was amazing what you did." And I can't, I still find that hilarious. Yeah. No, I think, I think I, you know what, I take it. But isn't it really? Oh wait, AC. I'm guessing the AC is full blast, so it's icy in the hospital. Yeah. Then I get the sleeping bag. Fine. Yeah. I was yeah, about to yeah. say warm summer, warm summer, not the best, but the AC. Mm-mm. I forgot about the AC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we deviate. I don't know how we got to human sleeping bags. Human. So, but yeah, yeah. So we were talk- <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the toxic work culture, but you had mm. your boss on the next podcast of the season. And so that sounds uh, like you fostered yes. some quite good relationships amidst all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to tell me yeah, a little bit so, more about that? So it's, it's I find it very hilarious because... Just a little side note, for some reason, all the assistant registrars, like the majority of the assistant registrars I've worked with are all named Medium. I don't know why oh. that happened, but like episode one was with my my assistant registrar, my boss at the time, Dictator Medium and Fahed, okay? Yeah. And then uh, now in the in this season, we have uh, Dictator Medium uh, Kinawi. Uh, she talked about, we, we I, I discussed with her how to start off your career in surgery mm-hmm. because... I really loved, um, you know, seeing her in surgery. I loved, especially, surgery is a boys club. You know what I yeah. mean? Or no, 100%. that's kind of the impression. Yeah. Um, that's changing. 100. I'm not saying it's a boys club because surgeons make it a boys club. But that's the, you know, historically, we know that more men are in surgery, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I, and uh, it's not, harder for women to, to get that. access, et cetera. Yeah, no, I get 100% where you're coming from. Not to say that anyone I, I've seen anybody be exclusionary, the opposite. But what I loved was her energy of, I want to be a surgeon. And she exemplified to me someone who knew that she wants to go into surgery and is really aligning her career with that. So that's why I wanted her to come and kind of talk about it because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people want to uh, go into surgery, you know? And I... we. We had a lot of perspective from, you know, medicine 
And so I, I wanted to shed light a little bit on, on surgery. Mm-hmm. And I think she's proving that the tides are changing. Surgery is not the boys club anymore. You know, it's now everybody's club. And I loved some of the insight that she shared. And it actually impacted me and how I practiced. Uh, basically, you know, she really was an advocate for dive in with whatever. If you're on a rotation, even if it's not you're not your interest or if it's in your interest, really dive in. If you want psychiatry and you're doing an elective in psychiatry, well, then you know what? Go into psychiatry and do their on calls, you know, really engage with it. So after we recorded our episode, I think a, a few days later, I turned to Medium and I said, I'm scrubbing in. I haven't, I'm not. You, you, you're not who, a surgery boy. I remember this. Like, no, you were into no, psychiatry when I knew you, and also on podcast, you still are from what I've heard. So. 100%. No, I, I, I still want to go into psychiatry, but I, I said, you know what? I'm here. Let, let's go for it. Let's try it out. Nice. And uh, it was it was great. It was a great experience. I made some mistakes in the OR. Uh, I made, uh, you know, I, but there was a, I also helped. Mm-hmm. Overall, I feel way more confident going into an OR, OR now than before. Um, oh, OR, that's UK. OR or OT? OR is American. We say theater. Oh. Remember? Well, here it is technically OT, operating theater. So Uh, I'm just getting lost in the countries at this point. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. I remember the Um, first time they called GP practices. So family doctors here, surgeries. And so in the UK, when I first went to GP, I was like, they're like, oh, so this is the surgery. And I was like, you guys have operating rooms in here? I was like, whoa. And they just all looked at me like, is she okay? (laughs) And then I had to be like, Oh, I'm foreign. Like, I was like, I you meant like the table with the scalpel and all of that. Well, but you yeah. know, um, the original surgeons were apparently barbers, and that's why it was like white and red and blue. So, oh. uh, yeah, and that's that's where the whole Mister thing comes from in the UK. So, for those of you who don't know, in the UK, you go to med school, you become a doctor, so you're now doctor this, and yeah. then when you go and become a surgeon and you finish your training and that. Then you stop being doctor, you become Mr. or Miss. Um, and the reason for that is that it's a callback to how barbers were the surgeons and they were Mr. or Miss. And they, what they would do is they would keep a rag with them and oh, they and would not wash it to show oh. and have all the blood of their patients or whatever to show how many sure surgeries they were... they've done. That oh, was their gosh. portfolio. That was yeah. their portfolio. Oh, how archaic. <laughs> so, you know, I'm planning to do the same thing. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> There you go, you got career in surgery. I always thought it was butchers. I don't know where I made that connection, but I thought it was like butchers became surgeons because they knew the anatomy of animals. I don't know if I've made that up in a dream. I swear that someone might, told I, that me might that might be one. a fever dream because I've I think not it heard might of be someone like dream. chopping up so, some, some cows or whatever and then goes to a person's like, hey, I'm like, Poma. It just made sense to me. What can I say? But I think the barber one's a bit nicer maybe. Like they probably have like more fine movements, precision, all of this. But you know what, I I think, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, there we go, twins. (laughs) The whole toast (laughs) dynamic now. No, I think um, it's really good. The whole jumping into things, even if it's not, Mm. even if it's a specialty, you really are like, not for me, don't enjoy it. Mm. Because if you ever get a patient that somehow has a appointment with this specialty or has a family member that's about to have this operation, Mm -hmm. you actually have experience and you can... It might not be your, you can literally say, I'm not the expert here, but from what I know, X, Y, and Z, and you'll have insight. And I think that is the best way to approach being a doctor. You'd have the whole round knowledge. You might not be the best at certain areas. Yeah. You'll have your specialty, but you can, you can talk to them about things and address concerns and things like that. And to add but for I, your own professional development, I think, okay, let's say you're not interested in specialty. Diving in will make you a, a, just reaffirm that you're not interested. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a lot of moments in surgery that reaffirmed to me, you know, kind of where I was heading and that I want to do mm-hmm. psychiatry. Mm-hmm. I have a deep fear, by the way, that I say this. And then in a year or two, I You're somehow surgeon. Your... <laughs> I have a deep fear. I, and <laughs> I've had a few of the few of the doctors with me there. Some of the surgeons look at me kind of like, you think we can turn him? You think we can turn him? <laughs> <laughs> the challenge of the century. Like, let's go. We'll make it I one had of us. A, I had a doctor the other day say, oh, I, I had you pinned down. You give me ortho bro vibes. And I was like, 
I was taken aback. I was I was shook. <laughs> ortho bro vibes. I've never gotten ortho bro vibes from you. I'll be honest, but no, I've never looked in the mirror and saw Bassam looking back at me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now you need to go to the muscle for that. You gotta get a hench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know our, the the topic we we spoke about on the podcast. Did you see our episode that we did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. Uh, Bassam was also with us in uh, med- medical school. So, like, uh, he also yeah, knows, so... knows Lucrezia. Manchester crowd is all over the doctor's brew, guys. <laughs> <laughs> is it nepotism? Yeah. No, I'm joking. But you just made sweat. I'll take it. <laughs> I get to see you. So, because with the life and the doctor busyness, it's really hard to coordinate and time difference. It is. It's hard to plan catch up calls. So it's and nice I'm, to I'm see horrible you at checks, me. and for, my issue is I'm only with phone calls. You know, I've warned all mm. my friends: don't text me. Just call me randomly. If I can answer, I'll answer. Otherwise, just keep just keep badgering me. I hate text message. I hate text no, message. No, I I get you, but then I'm the other type of friend where I'm like, in case they're on ward, in case they're here, I don't want to disturb them. So I'll shoot the text first, like "Yo, you free," and then wait for an That's answer. That's nice of you. I don't yeah. care. Just decline know, the call if you're that. busy. I'm not that deep. Okay, we lived without messages for years. Go back. Uh, let's go back a bit. <laughs> let's go back a bit. Just back to good old-fashioned, no, actual phone calls, just letters. I'll try and send you a letter in Kuwait. We'll, we'll time how long it takes. <laughs> By the time it gets to you, it will be outdated as well. Two months. <laughs> Two months, probably. But, so that was nice. I think mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the episode with your boss, actually. I found it really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think as someone yeah. as well who... um. I've realized I get influenced a lot by the team around me. So mm. if I have a great team, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a specialty that I want to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and I've realized you'll, the team won't be your. You have to find what makes it click for you. So I kind of tried to jump in because I'm not interested in surgery either. Sorry to burst anyone's bubble. <laughs> but um, there's the logbook thing in the UK where if you, to mm. apply, you need to have surgeries listed. And so I just did a few in there. So in case I ever changed my mind, who knows? I have some form of record. Yeah, absolutely. But probably will never um, log in again. <laughs> and and what you mentioned about teams, uh, having an, a good team is really important. I was talking to someone who's non-medical and we were discussing, you know, they were complaining to me about their job and kind of like, oh, um, I, you know, it was a bad, uh, like, I, like I'm, I'm not liking my job right now, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing that I reminded them, I was like, well, there's one thing that you have in your job, which is extremely valuable. And it's the fact that you're working in a really good team. Mm. And that's something that you can be paid a lot of money. You can be doing really good work. But if you're in a toxic environment, that's none of that matters. You're done. Mm. You're literally counting down the the hours till you leave. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, no, a good team uh, is quintessential. Mm-hmm. Quint, quintessent, quint, quintessential, quintessential, quintessential. Yeah, no, quintessential. I think. Quintessential. Sure. Yeah, I all think right. so. But again, foreign, so <laughs> you know, I make up words all the time. <laughs> Probably not uh, the best one to give advice on this. I can feel my my tenth uh, grade honors English teacher uh, shaming me right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But then you had the episode with Amina, Doctor Amina, after I think. Yep. So how that was the episode yeah. where we talked about the work-life, you know, like balance and how yeah. to, um, you know, tend to personal responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's hopefully will give you some peace for your trip now. Like I know you're a bit anxious, but maybe you'll be able to take stock in that conversation and, and use it when you go abroad. It was huge, actually. It was a big part. Um, one of the reasons that I started the Doctor's Brew is because I love learning from all these people mm. and their experiences. And I love learning from juniors and seniors alike. I don't believe in this this whole thing of, um, you know, consultants are the only people that hold wisdom. No, mm-hmm. I, I learned not to say that they don't hold wisdom. I'm just saying that you can learn from everyone. And the more you diversify, the better. Um, but no, I did keep her in mind a lot, actually, for this trip, because, you know, there was a lot of like I have family in the States I haven't seen. So I'm, for this tri- trip, I'm going to the States. There's family mm-hmm. I haven't seen in two years. And oh, wow. to, to what, till when am I going to keep putting this off? My, my cousin yeah. had a kid, you know, I want to see, I want to see her. She's How adorable. Old is she now? She's like, I think she's, uh, I think she's getting uh, one or I want to say one or two. 
but she's adorable. Oh, so she was born and I don't, that time. Exactly. So and she was born when you left and that. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss that. I Another important thing. I haven't been to Disneyland in years. <laughs> I mean, I've never been. My dad promised me when he, when I was seven that he'd take me to Disneyland. And I am now really? 25. You're so 25. Fine, I'm 25. And he still hasn't taken me. So one day I will go to Disneyland. No, I, I went to Disneyland in LA every year of my life up until the pandemic. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's what I know this is so weird. Like, I'm a Disney No, no, fan. it's good. <laughs> it's, it's good. That's I just, FaceTime me I, when I you're love, there. I want to see it. I, I, 100%, dude, it's so cool. Like, it's what I love about it is so immersive. And it's it, it's something you go in and you unplug from the real world and you go back to your childhood a little bit. And mm. it, there's this value of being a kid again, blah, blah, blah. And I know this seems out of the pocket, but this relates to a lot of what we're doing because this relates to burnout. This was one way mm. that I thought this is how I can unplug to recharge mm. myself to come in. You know, like sometimes you need the extremes. Like it's crazy. Like Disneyland is over here and then literally dying patience is over here. Mm. And if uh, if we're always on this side, how are we going to swing to this side a little bit? Mm. We need to swing silly side a little bit. We need to laugh. We need to enjoy. We need to see things, you know, not just suffer, 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 suffer. So heal your, yeah, heal yourself in a way. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Have you found, speaking of like bands and all of this, like mm-hmm. I've started realizing I'm not homesick because as you know, I, I moved around a lot. So home is for me very much where I live at the moment. But I started getting very, what you call, people sick. Like, I really miss my family that's abroad. I miss my friends Mm -hmm. that are in Kuwait and all over. And obviously, we're working for a system where it can be hard to get annual leave. I have to take a certain amount of days at a certain point in the year. You need to get permission for other people to cover you, all of this. And I'm getting really, I've never been so people sick, as I call it. Did you ever Mm -hmm. experience that? Or did you experience it more during uni when you were away from Kuwait? Um, it was extreme during uni. It was on yeah, another I, level. Yeah. And I can imagine. What, what I think, and I'll tell you something that was relayed to, like, it was told to me from almost every single person who went and studied abroad for med school. There is kind of this impression that if you went and you did med school outside of Kuwait, that when you mm-hmm. come back to Kuwait, you're not going to specialize in Kuwait. You're instantly just going to go out. You know, you're not going to do the Kuwaiti board. That's not true. And the high majority of people I spoke to who were like, I'm staying, they were just like, I'm not, because I don't want to do that again. I'm not going to sacrifice missing people again. So Mm. what you're experiencing is very, very normal. And, you know, it's it's universal. It, this job is alienating and people don't, people kind of don't get it like, like, okay, when I get on call, when I'm on call, that's two days of my week where I'm just kind of, you know, mm. and people who are not medical don't kind of, they don't just, they don't fully grasp it. You're not in a nine to five. Your, your schedule is upside down, you know? Yeah. It's just during university, you know, we got more frequent holidays, our holidays lined yeah. up with my family's like vacations in winter and then summer, you get the longish summer, like they started decreasing during placement. And so I went home a lot, abroad yeah. to see family, to see friends. And now I've never had to deal with it. And yeah. I'm obviously, I'm the only one from my family in this country. Um, mm. I've always thought I was going to specialize here. And now I'm reevaluating, but I don't know, don't know the Italian system, don't know the Danish system. I'm, you know, what do I uproot completely and do medicine in a different language to the and to a different system than the one I trained in? And you're obviously like, you had to do that in a way, but you still had the people at least to carry yeah. you when you went back to Kuwait. No, but So what was your it's thing a, during uni to help? True. What did you do? Uh, university, I suffered. <laughs> yeah. You didn't find, you didn't find the, the magic fix? Give me no, all no, no, your no. wisdom. I, I didn't. I really, really didn't. I want to say that it was, I just made my friends in the UK and then they just made it all better and that's 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 a lie i love the friends i made in the uk you know it was it was amazing i had great experience blah blah blah. but do you want me to tell you that when i came back to kuwait i I, that like that homesickness or like missing friends or people the support system was it the same no like when it came to kuwait it was so much more you know like 
I, I felt way more isolated in the UK than in Kuwait. And, mm. you know, a lot of people keep asking me, okay, Aziz, why are you working so hard to go to the States and blah, blah, blah? Because for Kuwaitis, we have, um, uh, you, you have an option to be able to go specialize in Canada, you know, like, and mm. this is, oh, yeah, I've heard and, that actually. Yeah. 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 So the Kuwait Institute of Medical Specialties secure seats. Um, mm. and then, you know, Kuwaitis apply for those seats and compete amongst each other mm. for, for set seats in different programs. And, uh, it's, you know, one exam versus taking, doing two exams, uh, also equally amazing board and, uh, specialty program. So it's not like you're decreasing quality by going from Canada or the U S or whatnot. Um, but why am I going through the steps, blah, blah. It's exclusively because of, you know, the people I have more connection to people I know in the U S versus in Canada then, where I've uh, never I see. been. I, I have family in the U.S. My own family will be more comfortable and, and more easily available to come visit me. Mm. Uh, we, you know, like I spent a lot of my life in in the U.S. Like all our vacations were in the U.S. We have a home there. So it does It's a make natural a progression in a way. Uh, absolutely. It, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think there, and tying it back to that episode we did, uh, uh, you know, with Dr. Amina about like, you know, tending to personal responsibilities. I think one of the things we we start to realize after we come out of medicine, medical school, sorry, um, and start practicing is that this idea of like, just put your head down and study for the next exam and uh, just go for the best thing, you know, the go for this program or go for that, the, that, that the honors or the high honors. And mm. again, we touched upon this in kind of our episode about um, grades and where they matter or don't matter you get to a point where you kind of realize like, Ooh, life is a bit bigger than that. And there's other things I need to take care of. Otherwise all this stuff I'm doing for medicine is going to be useless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really wish you had a solution for me there. Aziz. So then I, the solution is move back home, get, get all the love. Yeah. A little, a bit. little bit, a little bit. A little bit. I honestly, I, I think the, the best piece of advice or solution I would give is kind of like, validation that it's okay to even choose that over medicine or like in terms of where you live you know I what think i mean that's what i've been struggling because yeah because i was thinking like if you know even if i go to like australia to specialize because a lot of the uk doctors are going to australia at the minute because better mm -hmm. working conditions better pay i was like mm -hmm. i'd be on the other side of the world for the next 10 years of my life potentially until i finish specialization yeah but yeah. it's not just, to mention the spiders the spider yeah but tropical medicine's kind of cool you know i'm kind of i'm enjoying ed a bit as well so who knows maybe that's for me hold on <laughs> i have been i have been re-watching uh micro videos and i'm brushing up on my micro mm -hmm. no 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 okay just cut i just watched a video on loa loa and how it like can i think loa loa is the one that can you can <laughs> just, see the parasite in the eyes yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> the funny thing is, when you talk about it, it gives me like the heebie-jeebies. But if I see it, I'm totally like doctor mode, cool, calm, and collected. It's like you know, I've gotten hard. more uh, more squeamish, like in terms oh, of really? like, things kind of grossing me out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since enough. I got back, it's gotten worse. It's actually crazy. That's quite funny. I oh, think it's... But... <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you some stories off the air. <laughs> off the air, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, finally, to wrap up season three, you did your yeah. own episode with Vassam, which was really nice to see. Um, I actually have a question um, for you about that episode, because I remember you were uh, discussing... You mean, uh, Dr. Hashim. Dr. Bassam was last... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, one. doctor. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yes, Dr. Hashim. Sorry, yeah, yeah. that was my bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how how do you feel about everything now, that you've come through the season from Dr. Bassam to be fair, and Dr. Hashim, and everything coming to head now? Because you're reflecting mm. a lot, I'm assuming, with these podcasts. Mm, yeah. Well... I think now what I, what I, re hmm, uh, you know, I'll give you some personal insights here. Uh, first of all, um, I'm really happy and proud of the fact that first of all, I stuck with doing this podcast and mm -hmm. I I'm really happy with it because it's opened up a lot of doors for me professionally and uh, it's helped me out. It's given me an outlet on an intellectual level as well to work on something that I'm unfamiliar with. Um, and what I learned, the big, a big, big thing in all these podcasts that I've learned is 
the value of working in a team. So like we, and I've said this plenty of times, the Doctors Brew is not just me. It's a whole mm. team of people. Um, it's our interns, it's our uh, producer, our graphic designer. We, and, you know, we're all the founding team. We share, this is our baby. Um, what I learned really was the value of working in a team because so it allows you to do way more, you know? Mm. Like, I, if if honest to God, if this podcast was just the, doc, the Dr. Aziz Al-Khayyat show, I think it would have died about a, two months ago. Two, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with step two studying, it would have died instantly. But it was exclusively because there's a team, because it's lots of people working together, it's, it's kept going. And to add, it opens up more possibilities for growth. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is a good uh, kind of segue to say here how the Dr. Aziz Al-Khayat show can't be franchised, but... The Doctor's Brew can be franchised. Mm. <laughs> nudge, 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 nudge. Do you want? Do you want me to say it? I, That's I, a great honor. I think it's now your baby. Go for it. <laughs> well, I'm. Will I be a godmother, auntie vibe? I'm not sure what my relation to the baby will be, auntie but the godmother. Doctor's Brew, auntie godmother, <laughs> and the fairy godmother, auntie. There we go. <laughs> the Doctor's Brew is um, coming to the UK, yeah. so you'll be getting to see contact content from two places. <laughs> You'll get to get insight into the UK, hear about different topics we'll cover. And I'm really excited about this opportunity. I think I'm hoping one day the Doctor's Brew will be worldwide because medicine is so different in every country. But the the ethos is the same, right? We all deal with the Mm. same kind of Mm. imposter syndrome, competition rates, not feeling Mm. like we can take a step back, all these feelings. And a lot of people deal with them alone. I think our generation is... The generation that speaks about it and that advocates change really because we want to live our life. Age. Yeah, we're all sharing we what we're experiencing. Life. Absolutely, exactly. And I know that Doctors Brew UK is going to focus on. So uh, Lucrezia is going to host uh, Doctors Brew UK, and she's of course going to focus on you know UK medicine and the exactly. uh, issues uh, facing UK doctors. Going to interview doctors in the UK again, targeted towards. Uh, new, uh, you know, uh, junior doctors and medical students. Mm. Um, but I think there is a lot of insight that we can learn uh, from each other. Uh, besides the obvious of how to deal with different cultures, I think, of course, you mm. know, people tuning in from Kuwait on into the UK's Doctors Brew, it, you know, I think it's going to be eye opening on different cultures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I also think um, that what it would help for people here in Kuwait is especially to understand what they're getting into for people who want to go and maybe specialize in the UK or yeah. study medicine in the UK. I think that's a big thing. Uh, a lot of people ask me, oh, what was your experience like in Manchester? Well, what's the NHS like? And this is a great way for you know Middle Eastern students, if you're going to work in the uk don't go in like me you're not going to go in blind confused yeah. <laughs> and uh, struggling with the british accent sorry british accent <laughs> it took me a while for the mancunian accent to get used to it. to sink in i think as well being a medical student in the uk is very different to being a doctor in the uk as i'm mm. sure it is everywhere yeah. but some people from kuwait will go study in the uk then go home yeah. for a few years and then want to come back to the uk but it mm-hmm. might not be the experience you've had before. Um, and right now what's going Absolutely. on is um, we're striking in the UK just because of pay and work conditions. Mm-hmm. And yep. Yep. it seems to be working. We're finally taking a stand. Um, the mm-hmm. BMA's actually mm-hmm. done really well with this, but mm-hmm. we've had enough. So maybe, maybe when the future medical students or doctors will specialize and come here, maybe the system will be different. But right Absolutely. now it's, it's a time for change. We're at the pinnacle of change. And we're going to be and here to tell a, you guys about it. And this is a good uh, good way to gain insight, you know, if you're here to, to hear about what it's like there. And, what you know, one thing I would like to add, I love the fact that you, you're very familiar with the Arab culture. So mm. in this way, you know, I, I know that you will be, you have a very unique ability to bridge cultural gaps here. And I think... That's going to be something you want to write my you're CV? going to do. <laughs> I think you're going to be serving the UK population very, very well. And I think you're going to be serving the Kuwaiti, or, sorry, not Kuwaiti, Middle Eastern, because we do, we even, you know, our top audience right now, I think on Instagram is, uh, I think it's Saudi Arabia. 
Oh, yeah, nice. I want to say Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so I think you're going to uh, offer a unique, per, uh, you're going to be serving both populations very well. Uh, of course, you guys are going to be focused on UK stuff and uh, you might see some uh, overlap between us guys. But yeah. um, this is a very exciting moment to, to announce this on the Doctors Brew. Doctors Brew UK is happening. And uh, I just honestly, I also want to take a moment to thank the team, the interns, the founding team, Sabrina, Yusuf. Um, I, I can't believe that in a matter of a, of a few months, we've been able to create a brand like this. It's amazing. And Lucrezia, thank you so much for taking this on and spreading this. I, you know, this is, it's huge for us. Uh, and we're really, really so honored to have, uh, to have you uh, part of the team. So happy. Honestly, the, the honor is all mine. I'm really glad to be a part of the team. And see, this is why everyone, you have to take a step back sometimes, share the workload, delegate, take yeah. a breather. Things Absolutely. can become so much bigger and easier. And more fun, by the way, way yeah. more fun, way more fun working together. Yeah. And also yeah. the event you had and everything, it looked amazing. The, the yeah. growth you've had with this has been monumental and I'm really proud of you guys. Thank you so much. We're, you know, it's all because of our audience. So thank you to the audience. Thank you for, for growing us this quick. And um, all I hope for is more to come. <laughs> yeah. And I hope you guys enjoy the UK content. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Dr. Aziz. Unless there's anything else you want yeah. to add? Um, I'm just going to sign us off. Uh, that's the last sip of coffee for the day. A special thank you to our host this time, not our guest. Oh, <laughs> exciting. Cheers uh, to my fellow host. Fellow? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the only host now. Ching, ching. <laughs> no longer the yeah. Aziz show. No, I'm joking. There we go. But no. There we go. Thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah. See, uh, see you all next time. <laughs>